You're listening to the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast, where we focus on taking your passion and turning it into your profits. Join us for interviews with business experts, industry influencers, and more. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Next Generation Cheer and Gymnastics Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and I am super excited to be sitting down with you today. We have another great episode for you. You're probably listening to this over your holiday break. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas if that's what you celebrate and you are gearing up for an amazing new year. I myself at this exact moment that you're listening to this, most likely if you're listening to it over the holiday break, I'm in the Bahamas. I'm not in the Bahamas right now recording it, but I'm recording this ahead of time. So I'm headed on a vacation and I'll be honest, I cannot wait. But today's episode is all about how to sell like a pro. All right. Before we get into the episode, make sure you've headed over to NG Cheer and Gymnastics Owners on Facebook and joined our Gym Owners Facebook group. If you're not a gym owner, head over and join our Coaches Collaboration group. We've got a bunch of great content there as well. Take advantage of all that stuff and head over to our website, nextgenowners.com, where you can figure out more about how to join the academy. You can join our email list and get our blogs that Danielle puts out and get all of our amazing free content that we're always putting out to go along with this podcast. All right, everyone. So we're talking about selling like a pro. And yesterday, uh, I was doing a call with one of my clients and we had just this awesome time. She was super unenthused about it, but we had an awesome time doing some back and forth role playing, uh, working on her closing sales pitch for converting her trial members to full members uh, in the gym. And she was, when I say she was not excited about it, she was super uncomfortable with it. She doesn't like doing the role play aspect of it. And I get it. Like I get that it feels awkward. I get that it feels uncomfortable. And so she went first and she actually did an amazing job. And then I went second to just give her kind of a different look at it and compare and contrast the two. Uh, And I realized that uh, selling is one of the things that I enjoy doing and giving you some of my top tips and tricks would be worth talking about on this podcast. So I'm going to get into my top three tips to make you sell like a pro. So number one is people love to talk about themselves and even more so talk about their kids. So let them talk and tell you how to sell them. Number two, the number one question to ask is if you could pick one thing you are hoping an athlete will get from training here, what would it be? And number three, don't sell the farm initially. Give yourself room to overcome resistance in your sales pitch. All right, so let's break each one down, right? So people love to talk about themselves Uh, and even more so about their kids. So let them talk. That's one of the biggest things I see people goof up on in a sale is they're so uh, excited to give their sales pitch, to talk about what it is that they offer. They're excited about their product. They believe in their product that they steamroll the client by just talking and not allowing that client to talk. So open up with Primarily questions. Ask questions, maybe give a little bit of feedback initially, but let them talk about themselves. Let them tell you about who they are. Let them tell you about their child. Even though you've been working with their child, let them tell you a little bit more about them and make them feel valued. Make them feel like you're listening. I mean, you should be listening, so you're not having to make them feel that, but make sure they know you're listening. 
ask more pointed questions if they tell you something really interesting, and then give them feedback about how their athlete is doing within the facility if this is a conversion sale to a trial member. But if you're trying to sell someone on a trial, then you may not be able to say that. You can just say, oh, well, we've met them and when they did their evaluation, I was so impressed with X, Y, and Z. But you've got to show that genuine interest and allow people to talk about who they are and feel like you care about who they are. It goes such a long way in establishing rapport and making the conversation seem genuine as opposed to feeling like a sales pitch. That's the last thing we want people to feel like when they walk into our gym is feel like we're used car salesmen and we're just trying to sell them the, the vehicle. We're just t- trying to sell them classes and we're not actually concerned about helping them and getting to know them and making them a part of our gym family, which is really what a lot of people are looking for. So make sure that you're allowing the person you're trying to sell to talk. And this is one of those times where it's okay to take notes. It's okay to write things down if you can't remember everything. And it's okay even to go into the sales meeting with some notes ahead of time if you can't quite remember their name. Like maybe you're not good with names like me and you need to write that down. Their name is this. Their child's name is this. Um, They've been taking these classes, working with these coaches. Maybe you have information. Maybe the coaches have told you something and said, hey, uh, this athlete has been doing really great at X, Y, and Z. Come to the meeting prepared with that. So then when they're telling you about how their athlete is doing, then you can say, yeah, the coaches have been telling me they're doing so great at X, Y, and Z. Uh, One of the questions I like to ask here is, hey, how are things going? It's been about three weeks in your trial. How is everything going? How is Susie liking the program? And let them talk. Let them say some positive things. Maybe they say something not not quite positive. That's okay. That gives you an opportunity to listen, hear their concern, and let them know how you'll make changes moving forward. So it's not a bad thing to open up the door for feedback. So let people talk, let them talk about their kids and show that genuine interest in what it is they're telling you about will go a long way in improving your sales and improving your return uh, and number of clients that you actually convert when you do a sales pitch. So number two is the number one question to ask is if you could pick one thing you are hoping your athlete will get from the training here, what would it be? And you you can phrase that a little bit differently. Uh, and you don't have to say your athlete, you can say the athlete's name, um, whatever it is. Like it has to be a what would you like to get out of this program, essentially, is what we're trying to ask. And what we want to do is we want to listen to what it is they tell us. And then the goal is for us to then explain to them why our product can meet those needs. So yesterday in the role play we were doing, um, my client just kind of arbitrarily picked, I really want her to gain more confidence. And so my pitch in return was, I was like, that is awesome. And I've already seen her growing in her confidence already in classes. But we really in our tumbling classes are going to be able to help build that. And that's one of the reasons you see in our tumbling classes, we don't do a lot of hands-on spotting with athletes. We do a lot of drills where they are working on portions of a skill or the skill using apparatus and other tools for them to throw the skill by themselves. So they're building that self-confidence in their ability to do a skill when we start to change up 
uh, the layout, the apparatus that they're on because they are now used to doing it on their own as opposed to if I spot them or one of my staff spots them and we physically manipulate them through the skill, we actually can sometimes, not all the time, but we can sometimes steal their confidence away from them and make them feel dependent on the coach. And so that's one of the reasons we've designed our classes that way. We also have all of our core values and our challenges that we do in class to continually build confidence, athleticism, and strength throughout everything that we're doing. On top of that, on the confidence side of things, you haven't gotten to participate it because you're in our trial program, but they get to participate in our lacing up ceremonies every three months where they get the opportunity to perform their skills in front of a crowd, in front of all their family and friends, and be celebrated, but they also have to be out there kind of on their own and build that confidence to go and show off what it is that they've learned and gotten better at. And that's going to help her become more confident in her skills, more confident as a performer, and more confident getting up in front of people and talking to them or performing in front of them. So we have got confidence covered, and I just I cannot wait to see the progression you're going to see in her from the first time she come to, comes to a lacing up ceremony to the last. It's going to be pretty amazing. And so simply by listening to, I want her to get confidence, I was able to then frame the the elements of my product that help with that confidence. And that is a really critical component as you're selling people is to listen to what they want to get and then let them know what about your product is going to satisfy that. And that means you have to know your product well or whoever is selling your product has to know your product well enough to do that and do it honestly. We don't want to be disingenuous on this. We want to be very truthful about it. We want to give them actual things that are going to help with that. And this is why you need someone who knows the product and isn't going to overpromise something. And I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later. But ask them, and this is literally them framing the entire situation to say, if you can convince me that I'm going to get this, you've sold me, right? You're, you're going to be much more likely to make that sale if you're filling that need that they've already told you that they have. So make sure you pay attention to that, you ask those questions, and then you're able to frame what you are able to give them in the right way. And then lastly, is make sure you're not selling the farm. You want to give yourself room to overcome resistance. And this was a slight error that my client made, but it was the first time she'd done it. And so she was just trying to make sure she said all of the things. And I totally get it. I've been there. I've actually done sales like this before when we were first starting out our program. And I just wanted to make sure I touched on everything. And I've also seen other people do this. So it's not an uncommon uh, issue where you go, okay, well, here's what you get. You get X, Y, Z, dot, 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 dot. You lay every single thing out. These are the savings that we're going to give you today. This, we're going to give you this. We're going to give you that. We're going to, dot, 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 dot. I recommend starting off your sale with here is what we offer and here is the price. How does that sound? After we've already done the questions, we've let them talk, we've asked them what their perfect scenario looks like at the end of all of this. Okay. This is how I'm going to solve that for you. Now, here is what we have. We have this package, this package, and this package, and this is what they cost. And stop there because they may go, wow, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, let's get signed up. Boom, you've just saved yourself a bunch of time. But what is also possible if your pricing is correct and it is not so cheap that uh, anyone is going to say yes, right? You should be priced 
appropriately. You don't want to be the McDonald's of cheerleading or gymnastics classes because that relies on a really, really high volume to make a profit. And we and most of our facilities are limited in our volume. So we want to make sure that we're getting the right return for the right amount of clients, which means we need to be priced appropriately. We need to be priced at a point where not every single person can afford us. I know that's a horrible thing to say because we want to help kids. We want to interact with kids. But if we want to have a healthy, thriving business, we have to be priced at a point that we are affordable for the majority, but we can't be afforded by everyone. Okay, so we open with that. And then if we encounter resistance, if we encounter, oh, that might be a little bit too expensive, then you go into some of the perks. Then you go into, well, actually, I should also tell you, we have membership-only pricing. So after you join all of your clinics, birthday parties, pro shop apparel, everything is going to be a, is going to be cheaper. So if you were to just onesie twosie a la carte our camps and clinics, you did a summer camp here and you did a clinic there and a clinic there and you did, you know, uh, a few other little things, by the time all is said and done, the savings you would get just from the membership pricing would pay for itself. So you're going to be able to save money in your membership by taking full advantage of everything we offer using those discounts. And it's going to actually help you in the long run. Uh, it, it's going to be the same amount of money for double the product. So my recommendation is take advantage of this right now because it allows you to become a member. Open gyms are 50% off. like, And you go into those things. And then you say, how does that sound now? Knowing that you get all of that, how does that sound? And then if they go, yeah, that actually, that sounds great. That makes sense. Uh, then boom. If they say no again, then you should hopefully have one more, you know, ace in the hole of a sales point that you haven't yet told them about that you can then give to them, whether that be, um, you know, that you'll save money on registration when you sign up for a full year team or, um, it could be a registration fee that you waive or some other fee that you may waive. If it's pricing, that's the problem. Now, maybe scheduling is the problem. That's a little bit of a harder one to solve. If you just don't offer the class when they want that you to offer the class, that may just be something you cannot achieve. But you want to make sure that you give yourself room to continue to sell them. The last thing we want to do is tell them every single thing get a no. And then all we have to come back with that is like, well, but are you sure? I, I can't tell you anything better, but like, are you sure? Because we'd really love to have you. We want to leave ourselves room to continue to sweeten the pot without really changing the scenario. We're, that's something they were going to get anyways, but now we're just telling them about it to sell them on it. So you don't, I know that the urge is like, well, I'm just going to tell them everything. What, is, what harm is it? It doesn't leave you room to continue the discussion and continue convincing them of the value that they're going to get from your program. So sales is not, it's not for everyone initially. Like the number of people that are born salespeople are actually few and far between. And they're those people who have the gift of gab. I'll be honest, I am not a natural born salesman. I'm really comfortable on stage. I'm comfortable presenting in front of groups. I'm comfortable on a podcast like this in front of a camera. But if you send me into a room at a party and you're just like, there's just a ton of people I don't know, 
I'm not one of those people who just goes up and just starts carrying on conversation with everyone. That's not really what I'm good at. I look for people that I'm comfortable with. I look for people that I know, um, and I go that direction. I'm not the best at just throwing myself out there. Those people who have that gift of gab, those are amazing salespeople. Why? Because they're used to talking to people. They're used to letting people talk about themselves and listening and using people's names and like doing those things. That's what makes people kind of natural salespeople. That's why Justin is such an amazing salesman. You can throw him in a room full of people who he does not know. And by the end, they're all going to know his name. They're all going to leave having talked to him because he's just going to talk to everybody. He has no problem with that. Um, which is why he probably scored Danielle, who's way out of his league because he has no problem talking to people. So he would be that guy at a bar who would go talk to talk to people. He was comfortable with that. And that's not everyone. So I, I know that that is hard and that is something that you can get better at through practice, through research, and working on it. And this is one of the things that having a coach can really, really help you with because you then have someone who has experience in sales who can then help you practice your sales, give you really good advice on where maybe you made errors, give you some counters that are common points of resistance you may find when you're making a sale because they've experienced it themselves. And then again, additionally, give you feedback on how to overcome those sales barriers. So I've thoroughly, thoroughly recommend that you get someone who can coach you through these things, help you practice it, and help you grow in your ability to sell. Sales is all about learning what a prospect wants and needs and then convincing them that your product meets their needs. At the end of the day, most cheer and gymnastics facilities are really selling the same product. Now, we all know that not every cheer gym is the same. Some people have way better instructors than others. Some have better equipment. But the the layman doesn't know those things. The average parent coming into your gym doesn't know the difference. So the difference in getting them to purchase your product versus the product down the street is your ability to sell, your sell, your client experience, and your availability and convenience to that parent. So we know that there are differences. So what it comes down to to get them to purchase is you've got to be able to convince them. You've got to be able to sell them. And that's only going to come from practice and utilizing these three tips to sell like a pro. So as you leave this episode, I want you to find someone, anyone who will let you practice your sales on them. All right. It can be a husband, it can be a friend, it could be a staff member, someone who will ask you good questions, but also won't just rake you over the coals and give you a Kobayashi Maru, that unwinnable scenario that you can never sell them. That's not really the best practice. And then after you start to get good at sales and start to refine these things, practice with your staff. You really shouldn't be the person doing all of the sales and the conversion. So Teach your staff how to sell. Teach your front desk how to sell and then have them practice selling you. Do the same thing. Pay that forward. Make your front desk people great salespeople and your conversions will go up dramatically. Your ability to get new members in the gym will continue to improve. If you follow other online marketing techniques, you have new people coming in the gym, you will convert those people to full members and hopefully you will keep them for the long term. But the key to converting them to full members is being able to sell them on your product. So train your staff, train your front desk, get better at it yourself, 
you can do it and you too can be a pro salesperson. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening until the end. If you're looking for another great cheer podcast, make sure you check out the Let's Talk Cheer podcast with Jason Larkins. Amazing content, amazing interviews he has on there. Uh, It's just really good stuff. I listen to it regularly. It's always an enjoyable podcast to listen to. Uh, Sometimes you got to break it up into chunks because some of the interviews are so long, but they're great. So I listen to it while I'm cooking, while I'm driving. It's always nice to have on in the background. And Jason is such an amazing storyteller. It's really, really fun to listen to him talk. With that, everyone, I want to thank you for listening and we will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.